Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. This is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. 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 Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 Climate change rearing its ugly head across a large portion of the country today. You know, that global warming. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's, that's, I forgot. It's climate change. Yeah. They don't talk about it when it's cold. They blow it off. And then when it gets hot, they talk about it. Welcome back in, guys. Car Firearms Group Studios here at AAR Ranch in Georgia. Six six hour, six six hour microphone lit up for you. X Insurance presenting every moment of the broadcast. Welcome back in, Greg in Dallas, Texas. How you doing, my brother? From another mother. Third hour already, man. Yeah, here we are. That uh, climate change is nipping at my butt over here. That climate change. You know, years ago we used to call you know back. I mean, we've been doing the show for a long time. Al Gore was still yeah. real popular back in the day, you know, and he was uh, out there. You know, complaining and moaning about temperature and all that nonsense. We used to call the temperature the gore. What's the gore today? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the gore in Texas today? Uh, the gore in Texas is uh, mostly clear. Mostly clear, and it, it's a gory weather forecast. Uh, <laughs> that was terrible. Al gore. It's a gory. Wow, that was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Fifteen degrees is what we're looking at. Uh, we've been having more fun in the studio today than we know what to do with guys. There's been a lot going on behind the scenes and and. Uh, it just makes what we do a blast. I actually scared Greg coming back in a return in the previous hour. He didn't realize that I didn't realize my mic was live, and he thought I was going to say something when I brought up the NFL because I don't like the NFL anymore. And when I started talking about the NFL, Greg yells in my ear, Oh, we're live! Because he thought I was going to say something bad about the National Football League. So, moving on. <laughs> Which I did not do, by the way, Greg. No, you didn't. <laughs> Which you, t- you thought I was close, though. But I- I can hear you now. Yeah, I see. It's been like this all day long. It must be that is the temperature freezing something down there? I I, I don't know. I'm gonna is there ice on some... the lines? Is the are the bills paid? I mean, <laughs> you know what? It, what it is is the NSA has decided that today is going to be the day. It's freezing cold outside, and they might as well drive us crazy. 
And then they cut off, you know, the live video stream in the yeah. beginning of the show. And then, oh, they just don't, sometimes that you know, NSA guys, you NSA guys. It's showtime. Yeah. And so they're, they're like, hey, so, it's showtime. Would you be kind enough to tell people where to watch the show? And then we'll get cracking on the roundtable. I thought here. you were just interrupting me a minute ago while I was doing it and you couldn't hear it. So I'll do it I again. Can, so there you go. Yeah, if so. I couldn't hear it, I'm assuming no one else could hear it. Yeah, it's sometimes a bad assumption. But here we go. If you'd like to watch the show, just head on over to <laughs> Armed American Radio. Radio.org or .com, <laughs> right-hand side of that website. You're going to see a menu icon. Give that a click. And when you do, you'll see the Watch Live, Listen Live, and the podcast links all right there within that window. Also got the shop link if you want to head over there and support the show. Uh, if you'd like to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Still waiting on Justin. And I forgot to unmute my mic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Primo, CEO of Lenslingers. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good, Mark. How are you? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I've been participating in some Lenslingers, and I haven't been. It's been one of those days, man. Good heavens. All good on your end? Is What's the gore? Oh, you, Al Gore is from your state. What's the gore up there in your neck of the woods today? What's the temperature? Uh, well, we don't claim oh, spotted outdoors. So, uh, but yeah, it's like 18 <laughs> degrees right now. We got some snow. Yeah. Get the day off yeah. tomorrow, so I'm gonna go out and lay waste with some neighborhood kids with some snowballs and uh, make a good oh, day out. Nice. Mm. Yep. Th th that sounds like a really that sounds like a really good time. Watch Elf and get some pointers from that dude in the movie <laughs> because he had the snowball fights going on. No, so we don't have. We're still waiting on Justin Moon. Yeah, okay, still waiting well, on Justin. Well, let's go over to Neil McCabe. Neil, Neil uh, McCabe from. Of course, Neil drops parts. right as you want to go to him. <laughs> I look over like everything is secure, everything's good, and then Neil just disappears from the board over there. And I was going to tell you, see, it's been like this all day. It's the NSA. I promise you, it's the NSA. Maybe it's the CIA. It could be them guys too, but I'm pretty sure it's NSA. Hmm. Well, Brad, it's you and me, bro. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. Let's do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick, we've got Brad coming back. Uh, or you mean uh, we have or, Neil? Coming I mean back. Neil coming back. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> we got Neil. Neil, welcome in from RedState.com. Neil from RedState.com. How are you, Neil? Oh God! <laughs> I just want to drink poison. <laughs> I just want to take poison. <laughs> So, uh, how's it going? The, uh, oh, thank you. Uh, I can't scream. I, started, uh, I was ranting so brilliantly, and I realized that I muted myself, which is something radio professionals do all the time, by the way. I guess you heard me do that, right? You know when like that. That's what happens when I do it. Yeah, oh, that, well, it, I guess, and I guess in the ranch they call that the cough button, you know. But um, <laughs> here it's just no, it a red button mute. on my. Uh... It says mute right there. <laughs> it really does. It says mute, and it works so, too. So moving well, it's on. A very chilly, uh, fi very chilly, fifty-two degrees in Pinellas Park, Florida. Um, but uh, I know a lot of my uh, friends and relatives up north are uh, have been getting whacked this past week. With ice and snow and chilly rain and and everything well, you know, else, it, but it, uh, it is it is it is winter time. Yeah, it is the middle of January. It happens in January. It, it happens in January. Oh, okay. I actually right. wore a sweater to mass this morning, so uh, that's how chilly it got here in Tampa. As you know, Mark, it gets it's I, never hot and cold chilly, but you know, I wore I wore a Sig Sauer jacket to mass today. I hope that was okay. 
<laughs> of course it was. Brad, is it okay to wear a, a, a Sig Sauer jacket to Mass? I mean, as long as you're carrying a Sig Sauer with it. Shh. Logic checks out. <laughs> Logic checks out. You never know. Oh, my gosh. Good heavens. Okay, guys, I got nothing for you. So let's just call it quits and, you know, we'll just do this again next week. I'm just kidding. And Greg gets the music going. Can't help it. I mean, it's just it's been a party all day long. I got Brad, let me start with you. We've talked about Governor Grisham in New Mexico a number of times since her little stunt or charade in Albuquerque, as you recall, when she decided to unilaterally wipe out the Second Amendment rights for all of her Albuquerque residents within the, the city limits of Albuquerque. Because, well, you know, gun violence is a public health crisis. It's an epidemic. And she declared it an emergency. And she can do that. So she can just wipe out our constitutional rights. And that's what she did in Albuquerque. And that went over like uh, smelly air in church. It didn't go over well. And it didn't go over well with Democrat sheriff, didn't go over well with the state attorney general, didn't go over well, uh, you know, with other police. It didn't go over well with anybody, including other Democrats around the country, including David Hogg himself. Take a listen to what Grisham said. And I've been asking all my guests to get comments on this. AWR had an interesting take on this. She said the constitutionality questions are beginning to be very complicated in the arena of gun violence. How would you interpret that? Um, it, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I mean, it's not very complicated at all. The Second Amendment is very clear language, in my opinion. And I think anybody who can actually read and understand English is, is pretty uh, plain language. And to say it's complicated, uh, you know, that's, that's usually when so many people say that when they're trying to obscure the actual facts. You know, and, and she's saying that because I think she probably took an L, a big loss on this on this attempt for probably, you know, some virtue signaling and, ch- and clout chasing. You can see this, you know, how, yeah, I mean, like people, like, they distance themselves from her. She she was a test case. You know, she was the idiot that stepped out in front of everybody to, you know, try to get some clout. And but as you said, it went over, uh, you know, like a lead balloon. And then she has to kind of say, oh, it's complicated. There's, you know, a lot to this. Uh, there's really nothing to it. I mean, what she tried to do was was what a tyrant would do. Uh, it's completely unconstitutional, and and you know, there's a reason why we have a constitution that enumerates our, you know, that enshrines our God-given rights as people like her. I mean, it's, it's the the foresight of the people who wrote the constitution is amazing because they they saw people like her coming down the road. Boy, they did, didn't it? They predicted it. They predicted it. And boy, it's evident every time a Democrat opens their mouth. We'll throw that question back over to Neil McCabe when we come back. From a political standpoint, I want Neil's opinion on why she would say these things, particularly in an election year. Interesting stuff. Neil McCabe and the Roundtable when we come back. Don't go away. Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Indeed. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Walters in front of the Sig Sauer Mike, the Car Firearms Group Studios, X-Insurance presenting it all. Greg, is, has Justin called in yet? 
Uh, no, he is not. No, he is not? Okay. Well, you'll be sure to let me know, I'm sure, I'm... when he does. I miss him when he's not here. I miss Justin when he's not here. Always says the quiet part out loud. And I had some fun questions for him. So hopefully he's okay and he can make it in here because I'd love to get him in. We'll shoot him a text here coming up. Neil McCabe, welcome back in, my brother. Let me go to you. From a political standpoint, why do you believe, using all of your political wisdom, that yeah. she would make – why would she continue to – and literally quadruple down. She has been smacked down every time she's attacked the Second Amendment by members of her own party right. in positions of great power. Now she wants a 14-day wait period because this is her quadrupling down on this. This is her fourth move. And now she wants 14-day waiting periods. She's already admitted that criminals will not follow her law. She said that at a press conference when asked, outright said, no, they won't. She gets it. So it's clear what she's doing. Now she says the constitutionality is in question. What do you, as we say down south of the Mason-Dixon line, of which you are, all of us are actually, what do you reckon she means by that? And why is she continuing to push this in the face of her slapdowns already? Why? Well, I think she's making a play for national office, and she's also looking to get donations from the left-wing billionaires from outside of Mexico. She had her hat handed to her, right? Democrats were in a panic because of what she did, and they couldn't distance themselves fast enough from it, which sort of betrays, you know, for all of their crazy rhetoric, they understand that the voters are not with them on this issue, and and you could see that by the panic. And so with guns, just like perhaps with other issues, the, the Democratic politicians have to do sort of this uh, this two-step where they say one thing for the donors and then they say another thing to get elected and reelected. So, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's proposed legislation. She, uh, you know, the so-called assault weapons ban and everything else that, that she's talking about. But remember on the Republican side, you know, Governor Bill Lee, you know, I think I said this before. I just want to make the point that Grisham is out of cycle. She's not running this cycle. Right. Um, the man in charge of the Republican Governors Association, which is the political wing of the Republican governors, whose your sole purpose is to get governors elected, and they screwed the pooch in 22, um, which is a whole other story. But the new leader of that going into this cycle this year, 24, is Bill Lee from Tennessee. Bill Lee from Tennessee, who's always described as a hardcore conservative guy, a guy who called a special session in his state for red flag laws. And it's like, it's insane. And so you got to ask yourself, you know, one, is Bill Lee going to be supporting Republican candidates for governor who are solid on the Second Amendment? Maybe not. Number two, is Grisham also putting pressure on Lee from the outside, basically as a Democratic governor? Is she trying to sort of play Bill Lee and make sure that he, you know, she boxes him in and basically saying, you know, what are you going to do, Bill Lee? You know, you've, you've presented yourself as an anti-gun rights guy, um, and how are you going to play this? And, and so it could be a dynamic as Bill Lee is now deciding who he's going to help and who he's not going to help. And remember, the, Republican, the Republican Governors Association for decades 
did not participate in primaries, but now it does per- participate in primaries because they want to, you know, they, they want to block conservatives. And, you know, I'll just say one thing about 22 in 22, the, the, the leader of the Republican governors association was Arizona governor, Doug Ducey. Ducey did not, it basically blocked funding for Kerry Lake. Kerry Lake lost that air. It's forgetting what might, may or may not have happened with the ballot machines. Kerry Lake lost in Arizona by less than one percentage point. It was a very, it was the closest race in that cycle. Maybe the closest race going back, you know, going back to 2018 with, with the, the governor's race here in Florida, but less than one percentage point. And the governor of Arizona would not support the nominee of his own party in that state because he didn't want a conservative who was going to, to be elected. And so we'll, we'll, I, I'm really, you know, maybe I'm beating a dead horse or banging the pots and pans, but the idea that Bill Lee is in charge of the governor, Republican Governors Association going into 24, I'm just, it, it, I'm so angry I could spit over it. It's just, it's mental to me. Um, and I don't know how he gets away with it. But, uh, you know, well, back to Grisham, I think she's playing for not only national funding for her political operation, but also a name for herself on the national stage because there's the people, the people who are in leadership of the Democratic Party right now are old and they are not getting younger. And so there may be a role for her nationally. Um, you know, who knows? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I don't I, I don't smell that with her name. I, I, I don't. Sm- I mean, that's just me. Maybe she does. Maybe she thinks she does. But to play that out publicly doesn't make sense to me. When if she can pull clearly, it off, if she can pull that off gun, if she can pull off gun legislation in New, Me- in New Mexico, that is a signal to the national leadership that she is a serious player and she has scored a huge win against gun rights in New Mexico, and that makes her a player. That I'm talking about cabinet position in the next Biden administration. Maybe she's a, maybe she's a potential running mate. Who knows? There isn't going to be a next Biden administration, number one. And number two, when you've got the attorney general, the D.A., and the sheriff all smacking her down, including the likes of that little yeah. David Hogg, yet, okay, yet it, just, it doesn't bode well for her. It does not bode well for her. Hold that thought for a second. I'm going to go yeah, back to for Burley, all of that, for, for all of that, let me just say, Mark, for all of that, she still filed the legislation she filed in December. Right. Right? All of that. She's still moving forward. She's, what did you say, quadrupling down? Yeah, like she was her fourth attempt. She's, she's, she was unreconstructed and moving forward. Brad, Bill Lee, how is he thought of in Tennessee right now after Nashville? I, I got to admit, like, I, I forget that he's there, to be honest with you. Like, uh, he's not, I mean, he's not, uh, I wouldn't say he's popular. I wouldn't say he's unpopular. I mean, he really is just kind of the gray man as far as the governor goes around here. Um, he pretty much exists in office to, you know, sign whatever bills the Republican legislature sends to him. Um, the Republican party of Tennessee, the legislators themselves, um, are thankfully pretty strong and extremely right wing. Um, and so like with the special session that he tried to call, um, it was dead on arrival, and they told him it was dead on arrival and basically told him not to do it. He still went ahead and did it, but they told him, look, red flag laws are off the table, like not even going to consider it. 
And like Grisham in New Mexico, he didn't care. When we come back, I'll let you finish that thought about him in Tennessee. I have another thought I want to ask you about, and we'll keep the conversation going. Hopefully we'll hear from Justin. We'd love to get him on the air today. I have some questions for him, but if not, we'll bring him back next week. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast Roundtable continues right after this break. We'll be back on the flip side. Don't go away. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. I, I want to throw something at you regarding Mike Lindell. I was notified by MyPillow staff in an email just, uh, and I've got some good friends on that staff over there, but Mike Lindell uh, was apparently just canceled by Fox News. Ladies and gentlemen, let me make something very clear here. Mike Lindell and MyPillow have supported the right to bear arms, your right to bear arms on Armed American Radio for a decade. And Mike left a Trump rally years ago and flew to the Minnesota State Fair after leaving the rally on his jet to get to the Minnesota State Fair in time to co-host this show with me at the Minnesota State Fair when I was there with 1280 AM, The Patriot. I love you guys at The Patriot. I miss doing those shows with you at the fair. And this man has never once wavered, not one time, ever, in his, his support for the right to bear arms. And when you hear this cancel culture wreaking havoc on people, here's how you respond back. You support the man. And it's as simple as buying a pair of the slippers I'm wearing on my feet here because it's cold here, and these things work. They're 48 bucks. Visit Armed American Radio's page, mypillow.com slash armedamericanradio, and say thank you by using the AAR promo code. What that says is we thank you and appreciate you for supporting our right to bear arms religiously every single day, six days a week, for nearly 10 years on this program. I hate seeing what's happening to him. And if you can help support him... By picking up a couple of his products, you get a great product and you say thank you for supporting my gun rights. That's the way this works. That's what we have to do. That's how we stick together. That's how we beat down the other side. And it works, ladies and gentlemen. It works. Mike has helped keep this voice on the airwaves for many, many years. Please support him. It's MyPillow.com slash Armed American Radio. We will never, ever hear stop supporting him and his efforts to support our right to bear arms. That's what this is all about. Please visit him at MyPillow.com slash ArmedAmericanRadio. Use that AAR promo code and say thank you. For as little as 48 bucks, buy a you know set of towels. It's that simple. And use that AAR promo code. They see that number. They appreciate it. And it says, we support you. It's very, very important in today's day and age. I don't think I need to remind you as Armed American Radio listeners of that. But nonetheless, all of our partners, please visit them all at armedamericanradio.com. Brad Primo, let me go back to you real quick, brother. Go back to the Bill Lee thing. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that you don't even think about him. It's kind of like that here in the state of Georgia with Kemp. You don't even hear anything about him. Yeah, I mean, Bill Lee, I mean, I, I think maybe if there's if there's one, I'm not going to call it a downside, but when you have a Republican supermajority in this state, uh, you know, the Republican primary is basically just, is the election. And, you know, the, the strategy there is don't let anybody run to the right of you. 
win the nomination and then put it on cruise control and you're in the governor's mansion. And so we end up with, you know, guys that, you know, pretty good, pretty decent dudes and stuff. But, you know, Bill Lee uh, is a businessman and I don't think he necessarily has the chops um, to, to handle, for example, you know, this, that special session that he wanted to call, you know, that came after the, the Covenant school shooting here in Nashville. And there was a tremendous amount of pressure from, you know, these privileged white women that were at the Capitol Hill screeching and screaming and crying and dancing the blood of innocence. And, you know, for someone like him who had no political experience and, and frankly, as a businessman, you know, his, his whole professional career is geared towards being a successful businessman, which is based on, to some extent, customer service, keeping people happy. And so I think that's kind of where he approached it from. Instead of like, you know, kind of being as tough as nails, and, you know, basically telling his political oppositions to, you know, um, where they can go and what they can do with themselves when they get there. Uh, you know, he's like, okay, we're all going to get along, and I'm going to go ahead and do this, and we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, knowing that it was dead in arrival, knowing that the, the legislature would, would pretty much filter that out. Uh, but that's what we end up with. I think Hazel, the guy we had before him, is much the same way. Um, you know, they're not going to rock the boat. You know, these, these guys are not – I mean, they're – they're going to they're gonna rubber stamp what the legislature puts in front of them. These are not necessarily what you would call, like, you know, right-wing, you know, street fighters that are out there fighting, you know, knife fights and broken bottles and stuff, you know, winning these, these tough political fights. They're not, they're not cut out for that because that's not their background. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, you mentioned that about Bill Lee. It's, it's very similar to the state of Georgia. You just don't hear a lot from our governor. It's fascinating. But, all right, we're going to start. We're going to talk some politics right now. Neil, let me go over to you. I had an email from a guy named Paul, and I forgive me for not being able to pull it up. I've got too many email accounts. I, but I just want to paraphrase the email. It said, Donald Trump is essentially going to lock up the nomination, likely after New Hampshire. If Donald Trump is elected president for a second time, what can he do in a second term, albeit a term once removed, essentially, to help support and solidify our Second Amendment rights. And I did. Re I replied to Paul, and I made it very clear that the first thing he could do is roll back executive action from the Biden administration, regardless of whether the House or, or the makeup of the House and the Senate, he can still propose pro-Second Amendment legislation. Obviously, it would stand a better chance, clearly. It would stand no chance if the Democrats continue to control the Senate. But he can do that. But the most important thing is, is the courts and the federal judges. Would you agree with that? And Jump in. Is he going to lock up the nomination after Iowa and New Hampshire? Uh, it's still, you know, obviously th things are in, in play and in flux. I think that he wins Iowa, and then the decision is, does DeSantis keep running or not? If a candidate fails to get 10% of the vote in New Hampshire, he doesn't get any delegates. And then the next stop is South Carolina. So the question is, how much pain does DeSantis want to put himself and his family through? And he also has to worry about all the staffers because he has, even after two rounds of layoffs, he still has a massive payroll. And there's a lot of people who are counting on him for their paycheck. And so, you know, what is he, how, you know, does he, how does he unwind this thing? And, you know, there's some speculation here in Florida that he didn't rush to the defense of Christian Ziegler, the chairman of the Florida Republican Party, because he wanted his, per his person to run that party. And he gets control of that Florida payroll, 
which will basically allow him to sort of keep his staff intact. Haley, uh, Nikki Haley is probably going to come in second in Iowa. The DeSantis and Haley, it, it, you know, it's all turnout and it's snowing and it's dangerous uh, with ice on the roads and whatever. But Nikki Haley's also set up to uh, make it very close in New Hampshire. And if DeSantis pulls out, does it help Trump or not? And then, of course, the next stop is South Carolina. So he he has a he has three three serious contests: Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. He's set up right now to absolutely run the table, and this thing will be over by the end of February. Things could happen, but uh, you know, it's like a friend of mine, Doug Kaplan, who runs uh, Kaplan Strategies. He's a pollster. You know, he says, you know. Polls can be off by three points. They're not off by 50 points or 30 points. Mm-hmm. So, and so the question is, you know, how, how does DeSantis decide to negotiate his or navigate his exit? And that will either prolong it or extend you know, or cut it short. Nikki Haley is in for the long haul because she has, she's getting money from Democrats and people who are trying to stop Trump. But basically, after South Carolina and Nevada, it's all, you know, winner-take-all states. So, you know, Trump's going to win all those states, and it doesn't matter if he wins by two points or 30 points, he's going to get all the delegates. And so the Nikki Haley nomination thing is, you know, it's not in the cards, but, you know, it, it's how long are they going to string it out? Yeah, Nikki Haley is the, is the establishment chug along right now um we're getting ready to take democrats break, democrats can take Repu- democrats can take republican ballots in new hampshire in the new hampshire right. primary and how many college students will be bussed in from massachusetts to support nikki haley that's the real the dynamic we will continue the conversation with brad and neil the roundtable right after this don't go away one more segment left letting you know that the Desperado Sport Fishing Crew in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and our right to bear arms. Now, back to Mark Walters. Now, final segment of the show today. Roundtable wrapping up right now. Three solid hours under our belt. We'll be in about ten minutes. Six-hour microphone lit up for you here. Car Firearms Group Studios at AAR Ranch. X-Insurance is presenting it all. Visit all of our partners, please. Support them. They make it possible as we head into our 15th year. April 26th is our 15th anniversary. It's been a remarkable run. We couldn't do it without them. We couldn't do it without you. And we couldn't do it without all of our affiliates across the country, hundreds of them. Thank you very much to each and every single one of you. Brad Primo, CEO of Ledslingers, run over to you. I've been saving the best for last. You're from Tennessee, and I don't know if you saw this, but it was from WKRN.com. School no longer felt safe. Teens demand action on gun control. This is one of the most hysterical reports I have ever seen. Mind you, ladies and gentlemen, your chances, your odds of being shot and killed in a school are infinitesimal. There are over 120,000 schools, but not according to the media. We hear these boneheaded comments all the time. It's not a matter of if, 
It's a matter of when, which suggests that every school in America is going to be shot up by a lunatic, and that couldn't be further from the truth. But that's what the media wants you to believe. And when can they can get children in schools believing these things, you get stories like this. I call on every Tennessee state legislator to use their power to protect the lives of Tennesseans rather than their own self-interest. Soraya Shaw, student at Hume Fogg High School, said, one by one, ladies and gentlemen, eight high school students, eight high school students talked about their personal experiences. Many of them called on lawmakers to pass legislation on gun control. School no longer felt safe. The locked doors, the effort to keep students out of the hall, and, of course, the regular active shooter drills all served as reminders that I was putting my life on the line just by being there. Nobody can fulfill their role as students, as kids in the school building, when we're all holding each other close, trying to quiet our breathing as our teachers brace themselves with staplers and meter sticks. The people working for our school safety at the same time at the same, are the same kids who have connected with our shared fear of being shot anywhere and at any time. I am scared. My friends are scared. My family is scared. My generation is scared, said 17-year-old Jenny Lee. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. We face a problem that no one seems to find solutions for. People may not be able to find solutions because they can't imagine the impact it has on their lives. And then it wraps with this. You can smell our blood, but when will we be in your sight? I sat in eagerness, my legs shaking, to tell the stories of our livelihood, or more accurately, the recipe of our death. To my left sat Police Chief John Drake. To my right sat Judge Sheila Calloway. And amongst us were others involved in public safety. It was Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. And as a speaker, my face was plastered on the flyer that read Youth Violence. And it goes on and on and on. Brad, this level of paranoia is 100,000% media-driven. Now, there's people listening out there whose minds are so filled with nonsense that they're scared to leave their homes isn't that part of the agenda and is this doing anyone any good when we know how to end this because we can end it tomorrow the democrats won't listen to what needs to be done brad i'd like your thoughts on that because you're in tennessee is everybody in your state scared to death like this no you know here's the thing i mean it's an they intentionally target teenagers specifically and children, but especially teenagers because they're stupid. Okay. It's not their fault. They're teenagers. All teenagers are stupid. They're, they're, they're ignorant. They're, they have no life experience. They're very emotional and easily led and easily deceived. And so, you know, it's very easy to convince a teenager that, I mean, if you remember when you were a teenager, everything was super crucial. Everything was a huge deal. And it was, yep. you know, the smallest thing was the end of the world and you just couldn't see, you know, anything else being in any other possibilities. And, you know, the media and the left are playing upon that. And they have no problem. Look, this, this is a group of people that practically get giddy when they get to dance in the blood of dead children at a school because they get to advance their agenda. So they're not going to hesitate one bit to manipulate kids and play with their emotions and stick them out there in front of cameras with a script to push their agenda and to keep it and to keep it going. I mean, it's it's really a form of child abuse, in my opinion. But you know, nobody, if you're rational, is should be afraid of getting caught in a mass shooting or any type of, um, you know, really even any violence. I mean, in, in this country, if you're not involved in gang activity or drug activity, your chances of being a victim of violent crime are almost zero. Okay. 
That's that's the actual facts. That's the, the, the statistics behind it. Those are the facts. Now, if you listen to the media, if you listen to the Democrats, like you said, they have everybody trying to you know, convince or some people convince that it's not a matter of if, but when. And they have people that are terrified to go to the grocery store. But look what they did during COVID. You had people driving around by themselves in their cars wearing masks, double mm-hmm. masks, wearing gloves, Still do. face shields. And, and not only that, but getting aggressive and aggressively going after people who didn't see it the same way, who weren't wearing a mask or who weren't wearing two masks. You know, and so like, it, it, they use fear as a weapon because they have time to manipulate people. And, you know, fear is, is easy to manipulate people who are also low information, who don't actually know what's going on in the world because, you know what, they're too busy working, they got their head in the sand, whatever, whatever it is, they're easy targets. And, and, you know, I've said this a million times before, like there is a psyop that's being waged on the American people by the left, and they're picking off the weakest ones first. Yeah, this article was was evidence of that, was proof positive of that. Neil McCabe, as a longtime member of mainstream media, when you see stuff like this, <laughs> how, does it make you want to take poison, Neil? I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I just don't. I I just don't know what to say. I just don't. It's uh, you know the the media does not reflect the world that I live in. And it's, it's, frankly, it's made me sort of check out and, you know, it, it, you know, I, I try to more than anything else. When I write an article, I'm trying to give somebody the information that they would need. So if you're a decision maker or you're an, you're a senior staffer, you can read my article and you can go into a meeting and you can bluff your way through just based on what I've, what I've written. And, and I try to, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not so much thinking of myself as a reporter, but it's like, I'm giving people sort of political intelligence that they can use and it's, and they can use to, to help themselves. Right. And to, to, so they, so they become dependent on my information and my analysis. I, I don't know what to say about a mainstream media that does that has no reflection to the world that I live in. And I, I would point to every time there's a spree shooting and they spin up the gun panic machine. What do people do? They go out and they buy guns and you see as a, a, a despite everything that the media is telling you that the people who, whose lives are actually in danger in these neighborhoods and cities abandoned by the police, mm-hmm. you know, they're the one they they're going out and you see them at the gun shows. You see people, you go to a gun show and you see people you never expected to be buying weapons, buying weapons, because when their life is in danger, that's that's real. That's not political. That's, that's reality. That's, that's reality. That's when it counts. Ladies and gentlemen, we know how to end these. Here's how you do it. You kill the individual coming into the school. You do that by having armed staff there. And the mainstream media quits reporting these people and giving them the coverage that they desire, and this ends overnight. It's not that difficult. Mainstream media, yet again, destroying and ripping at the psyche of America to push a political agenda. It is evil. It is evil. Brad, thanks for being here. Neil, thanks for being here. We miss Justin tonight, but we'll make sure he's back next week. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense gets up and does it again tomorrow. Enjoy your day. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow, guys.
You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. (laughs) 